0: Bonjour, everybody. What's up? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Cycle Jerks Podcast. Mike Stewart, myself, Bo Grant, here in Livermore, California, and we're gonna wrap up the Tour de France. Uh, I just right off the bat, we'll just say uh, I think, and I think Mike's gonna agree with me. This might have been one of the best, I'd say, top three Tour de Frances I've ever seen, maybe even number one. Yeah, it was incredible, and yeah
1: so many stories to, to touch on. Uh, and even though we, you know, at the beginning of the tour, you know, we all saw Jumbo Visma as the big bad team, you know, but, uh, to see it all play out, I still had Pagasha as a favorite just because I thought he was going to just, he's such a dominant writer, but it just, uh, and I, you know, I don't want to take anything away from Vinigo. Vinigo. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but definitely Jumbo V. Smith team, just incredible, especially stage 18. I mean, we could pick any stage really, but right, stage 18, it was so on display with wild attacking at the beginning. And then just being uh, shepherded by uh, Vinigo was shepherded by, um, who was the first climber that
0: peeled off, and then Koos, Koos stepped in? I forget the. Well, they they had they had some dudes like Nathan Van Houteniac, who's not really a climber, but he was stuck. He was made to because once Christwick was gone, that was their. If you look at their list of of guys that were supposed to help them in the mountains, it was going to be like the last three guys would be something like Wout. Cus Sepkos, and, and Kreisweik. That was kind of like their three climber guys that you could expect will be there at the end. are yeah. supposed to be on paper. But uh, Nathan Van Hoodiak is, is kind of a dude who's kind of a, just an old-school domestic that is not ever expected to be asked to do the mountains. Tish Banuk, he's more of a classics guy. He was he was able to, to, to pull for quite some bit. And uh, And then um, Christopher Laporte, who was just an all-around racer guy for Kofidis a few years ago. And we'll touch on that, too, because I think that's something that people are starting to really start to wonder, like, how come you could be so crappy on one team and never have a result, but then you come to another team and all of a sudden everything just like is roses, you know? Well, Um, I I, know.
1: Okay, let me finish my... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead real thoughts about that but um the um i think it was laporte and then it went
0: coos and then Wow was off the front right and you then the head of the pack to get that lead so that if he got caught he could be with with him Ah oh,
1: shit what elusia my th- my thing just cut it out I it's shows. i have i see it here yeah all right so um yeah but just the way that that all played out with uh and then Coos literally just gets to Wout. it's just like i'm done and hand you know, up he, just, on. he just peeled off you know after he had such an incredible uh he's he's phenomenal just an incredible climber that kid and then and then Wout. you know i mean geez
0: is there nothing this guy can't do i mean it yeah. He just keeps on surprised. I think he is there going to be a point where we don't get surprised anymore. I think I think it's the size factors what throws everybody off. Yeah, see this dude and I and I posted it. If you guys follow us on Instagram, check out our stories. I try to keep it fun. We put some polls in there and some stuff that's relevant. And uh, the picture and the video I took of this, it was live during the race a vindigo getting guided up the mountain by wow the contrast in size was almost like you thought that i did some manipulation to the tv uh-huh uh, and i put a hulk the the a little cartoon hulk guy that was kind of like you know bulked up and right next to it and it looked like incredible hulk and some scrawny like dude who you'd never would probably think is an athlete next right. to him in the yellow jersey <laughs> It was. I did think. I I didn't know.
1: I thought you did. Like blow up, wild a little bit to make it look even more exaggerated.
0: It was just me sticking the t- the my camera up to the TV screen. It's I, crazy. I said, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Look at that angle! It was like a top angle from the uh, from the helicopter." i mm-hmm. um, all. This is like you want to talk about having some. Most of the time on a climb, you don't get a draft. But yep. when you're about when you're got like, wow, as your is the freight train in front of you, <laughs> you know, Vindigo's guy, he's like, holy crap, there's a serious slipstream here on this climb.
1: Oh, for sure. <laughs> but, you know, Vindigo, man, he matched every acceleration. He was just uh, he could not be shook. Yeah. And no matter how many attacks, Tade kept slinging at him. Uh, some in some cases where he's all by himself and at other times he had help but uh you, you know you juxtapose that with uh pagasha's you know i mean when we had once one i mean his team he had a strong team for sure but uh nothing like vinigo vinigo was just always protected always had helpers was always shielded um it just seemed you know the plan the execution everything was just far superior from visma than it was from uh uae right and and uae got hit early they lost somebody early you know that obviously impacted them
0: but uh still well yeah that was going to be the x factor we talked about that very that our intro tour episode where we picked our winners yeah. um is uh Was we said the X factor was COVID and uh, and of course always you know crashes that's always going to be the two things and uh, well not always the two things always normally the one thing but this nowadays it's the two things and uh, it was a little funky with uh, with uh, what's his with um, Micah getting COVID and they still allowed him to race that that got a little wonky and I don't know the logistics behind all that I don't want to speak on something that I really don't know what happened but. Uh, sounds like there was some lobbying done to uh, to be get him. Sounds like everybody else would get their ass kicked out of the tour, but Micah somehow got a special little like uh, asterisk Dexter's name. Oh, he's okay. He's I mean, I don't know. It was anybody else's is, is out. Why did yeah. he get to, to? I don't know. So that was kind of weird. That made me. That raised my eyebrow a little bit. Yeah. But, um, but. Uh, as far as that goes, you know, so they started one by one dropping off when, when, uh, Pogaccio, this was before like, uh, the whole like stages in the Alps when, 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 uh, finally Vindigo took over the yellow jersey. Yeah. So that was right, uh, right around then and, and then Vindigo. But I'll talk about that kid real quick. I, um, you know, it's funny. is like, it's kind of like when you, when you find a rock band or a band that was just in a local little club. And then they blow up and you know you know people like to do that like oh i knew metallica back when they played in the clubs back with, yeah. for 30 people at ruthie's house at a house party you know and stuff like yeah. that. well this kid i i saw him way before last year's tour i think it was like a season or two earlier because mike and i well we did this season play fantasy cycling and last season Um the Fantasy, fantasy sports is kind of goofy and kind of nerdy for so a lot of people are like, Hey, you sit there. And, but it helps you follow people that maybe you didn't follow before. It kind of like gets you a little bit more invested into it. And he was, I was watching him not last season, but the season before. And I wasn't like too surprised at some of his results last year when he got second without like even being the leader. Nope. He came out of nowhere. Yeah. In, in, but if you looked at Pro Cycling Stats for those stat geeks out there, you know what I'm talking about. But you go to Pro Cycling Stats; it's the best laid out thing for every single rider as far as their whole history of cycling, and as far as statistics and wins and. And you watched. You looked at this kid's time trials, and I was like, "How is this little scrawny dude knocking out these time trials like that?" he was only like 17 seconds behind Wout yesterday in that time or two days ago in that time trial. Yeah. And so that's another crazy thing is like you, somebody so frail. And when I say frail, I I don't mean that in a negative way. Just he is so thin. If you look and, and you, you hear the story that he was a fish fishmonger or whatever they call that. Yeah. Five years ago, he was just working at a fish factory. So like, there's got to be more to this story that I'd like to hear about. Like, you don't just work at a fish factory. This isn't like Rocky punching on, uh, on beef and the, <laughs> you know, yeah, I was, uh, was throwing fish and I got so like incredibly shaped from throwing fish around. I became a cyclist and won the Tour de France two years later. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> he had to have, you don't have the kind of skills to ride in a pack and race. There was there's got to be something that, that he was doing like at a very high level, more than just his little Strava rides, which that's the only thing that any of the broadcasts were ever talking right. about. Right.
1: Yeah. But I mean, I think, you know, you could draw some parallels like to NFL, like Kurt Warner, you know, he was, they always loved that story. The guy was a grocery, you know, guy and then then he's M- MVP of the NFL. Right. You know, I think that the media tends to kind of try to come up with a compelling angle, sure, you know, but obviously, sure. to your point, the his uh, writing skill, his pack awareness, and, uh, you know, we've seen it. Look at Roglic. He can't make it through one of these damn things. Yeah. And, you know, and it takes a lot it you know you could say luck but it's not really luck it's how you position yourself uh you still have to be lucky but there's a lot of uh, awareness that goes into where you're at at all times and right. who's around you and what the dynamics are and to get to navigate all that yeah clearly he's got a lot of experience under his under his belt. he could have been a fishmonger too and someone who's racing you know I, I don't know I don't know his history but I'm sure we're going to know a lot more about him as uh you know it, it's unreal tour 1 he takes second tour 2 he wins and it's just like uh yeah it's pretty phenomenal uh, you know he but looked, you know, like, if you look at Pagasha sorry to interrupt here, but uh but if you look at Pagasha he's not like he's not carrying a bunch of weight either I mean it's these guys are
0: it's watts per kilo it's pretty simple and those you know uh but you look at guys like uh, like David Godou and even Nairon Quintana, when he was, uh, you look at the guys that are really good climbers, a lot of yeah. times it's all fail on the time trial. Yes. Henrik Moss, uh, Superman, Miguel Alejandro Lopez. You know, uh, uh, you could go down the list of these dudes who are, are just like great in the mountains, but the time trial thing, and that's why Froome regardless of what anybody thinks about the whole his whole history of when he how he won and his he had a great team again you know you look back at the guys that were on that team you know he had a great team so but he could tt and skinny as he was he had that power and could climb so but there's dudes who just can climb but can't do the tt which is it's kind of a trip I, i don't there's a chemistry there's a can you make yourself a time trialist when you're not you know?
1: Yeah. I think, I think with TT, uh, writing, I think it's about how serious you take that discipline and, you know, how much time you put in, in that specific discipline, because it's, you know, those bikes are uncomfortable. Your body position is completely different. And I don't know. I just think there's some people that can can get on the bike and really feel comfortable and then they can they can shine you know like like garen thomas you know he's he's a guy it seems like he's he can do it all you know and just not quite at the level i mean he's right there though right Uh, you know and
0: And he was the reason reason why so when we did our pick so mike ended up winning for uh for you guys that (laughs) mike won the fantasy league uh that we were gonna offer we were gonna offer some uh some free th- to beat us, some offer some some merch. So Mike's <laughs> got Mike's got some merch coming his way. Woo, look out. <laughs> he gets the first cycle jerks merch before winning our <laughs> fantasy league. Uh but I had specifically stayed away from choosing Pagacha and uh a Rogelich or Vinigo uh because I just felt that was like too obvious. So I was kind of looking trying to outside the box, but Garrett Thomas, whatever. <laughs> how could you, we, but Hey, well in the fantasy, when we talked about it, that's what uh-huh. I said. But in yeah. the, when, when I went, came time to down to picking it, I did pick Pagacha as one of my guys. I was like, he's going to be up there. He's going to get you points. Yeah. But I picked, I only had a choice first because of the way the points are allotted. I had a choice between Vinigo or Garrett Thomas or Roglic. And I was thinking the same thing. I think a lot of people did. I said like, you know what, Roglic's history of this, he's going to, something's going to happen. And, and sadly it did. It didn't want that to happen. But, um, and then Garrett Thomas, just something told me with my gut feeling after that tour Swiss seeing him, I was like, I think this is his last, (laughs) the last uh, stand of the, uh, you know, the cavalry kind of uh, thing, you know, for the old guy. And his comments, though. So let's talk about his comments saying, I wish I had what these kids are eating in the morning because they're really going. Uh-huh. And so I didn't take it knowing, not knowing, but following Garant for the last 10 years, uh, I as I've seen his personality, I, I didn't take it as he was as he was insinuating they're on drugs or anything. Mm-hmm. I I took it as he's just, you know, like, wow. He's just in amazement because he really, really thought that he they were on drugs. I think he's he's sharp enough to to not say something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. slip. I think it's just low key, just like a little insinuation. I don't know. I, I don't know, Garen Thomas, but it just seemed like when you say something like that, you're kind of like, you know, you're just pointing the finger. I don't know. It, it could have been an innocent comment or it could have been like, hmm, they're on a good program
0: over there. Wish I had it. Yeah. It's called being 23 and 25 and you're 36. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But historically, you know, it hasn't always been that way. You it's, know, it's pretty rare. You think about all the riders, anybody after 35, it starts to get dicey. You got to have so many factors work out to be, Yeah, you know, and, and that goes with a lot of sports. You know, is for sure. Uh, locally, we've had, you know, baseball players that were have a career year, 36, 35. But then all of a sudden, it just, you know, they can't keep up that. Um, it's just father time. But uh, so. So, yeah, but let's talk about a little bit of Tade and how he how he raced. Um, a lot of people were making it out to be like, you know, the attacking Tade. And you can't you can't knock him for. So, so I'm going to go ahead and I guess you want to call it knock him a little bit. And here I am, armchair quarterback, sitting on the sitting there at six thirty in the morning. You know, judging some <laughs> badass twenty three year old. Uh-huh. Um, but hey, that's what we do. Um, I think he chose weird places to attack at times. So anybody out there listening knows the, the term "burning matches." And I felt like there was times that he burnt matches in places that just were minimal gains, if anything. You know, there'd be like the top of a climb coming and it's like going to be a downhill for the next, you know, 20 minutes because it's a long ass descent. And he all said, I'm going to go for it and take off with like 100 meters, 300 meters left in a, in a climb when it's it, most he's going to get is a couple, two, three seconds at the top. It's not going to lead to anything Substantial on the downhill, but he just went ahead and blew himself up like it. That was the finish line of the race. So I understand all the attacks he he had to counterattack in that one stage on uh the day before Alpe d'uez The up that was an amazing up the. I think that was the Planch de Belfi, Super Belfi, maybe it was. And he was getting attacked left and right by Roglic, and even though Roglic had a separated arm. And you had all these different guys, and he had to keep following his attacks. Well, Roglic was so far behind in the standings, and he was damaged. It was like, why are you tra- chasing after him? And there, it got to be the point where he was almost doing it like, I'm young, I'm defiant, you ain't going to attack me, I'm going to get right back on you. And then he paid for it with the very end when Vindigo took off and left him in the dust on that uh, on that climb.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that, um, it's easy to second guess, you know, when he doesn't have results, but you know, it, 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 either works or it doesn't. And so like in that moment, uh, particularly at the top of the climb, you know, if that works and then he's able to separate, uh, on the descent, you know, keep the separation on the descent. You have so you know, people working hard trying to catch them. Up. And then maybe you end up, you know, off the front soloing. Um, and, and, it, and it looks like a genius move, you know, but uh the fact that it didn't work, then it's like, what are you doing? You know, right. that was like, uh you know, I, and the likelihood of that working, I agree the, the likelihood of that working is probably slim to none, but he probably has a career of making slim to none moves and making them every time. Yeah, yeah, that make him work, and so that drives your just thought process. And you're 23. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you could have somebody in the team car in your ear saying, "This is it. Let's just, you know." See, I don't think he got he did, the I, legs. Go for
0: it. I, I don't can't confirm this, but I got a feeling he's kind of allowed to to freewheel. And I'm sure, I'm sure he's probably got somebody in the car with him saying, "This is, you know, the gen- general. Hey, you know, hold back, take it easy. Let the let so and so pull. Let let so and so." And there was times that just he would make these maneuvers and he, he would attack. Now I understand when he was down to Vindigo by two and a half minutes, he was trying to make something happen. Yeah, and seeing he was and, and Vindigo would just get on his wheel and be like, "Ah, oh, no, you ain't going nowhere." And uh and then he kind of after a little bit pull up and look to him and then side to side they'd look at each other and say a couple words and stuff. I did did I did I, I I'm gonna say this because I I get I get really emotional at weird times sometimes. We talked about the crying thing. <laughs> uh, I almost shed a tear when I was watching it live when when uh, they were going down that descent and uh, and Pagacher lost it and and, and crashed and he, luckily he didn't crash hard and yeah. i saw vindigo look back at him and then I, i'm all he's gonna hold up and wait for him he's gonna hold up and then i had a flashback to when when freaking uh when andy Schleck dropped his chain shifting and uh old uh what's his name um who is uh the uh, one that guy lance hated on Contador door took off and took took off on that one one thing and Oh, I didn't know he dropped his chain. He knew uh-huh. exactly what was going on. So right. I I had kind of a flashback to that. And I'm all, I know it's not the same thing. It's a different circumstance. But I was thinking of the sportsmanship aspect of the yellow jersey sitting up and going, okay, I'm going to wait for him. It's not cool to, you know. And he totally is yeah. on the brakes. And, yeah. and then Pogasha comes next to him and says, thanks, dude, and gives him a little fist bump and, and gets in front of him. And I was like, that right there was... I I loved that. It was natural. There was no stage, nothing that was two dudes that totally respect each other young cats that we're going to be seeing <clears throat> for years to come. Yeah. No,
1: it was it was awesome. Um I don't know if you saw if you noticed but right before it was like right as the camera picked up Vinego, he was looking over his shoulder and he, it looked like he almost went down why he was waiting for Pagasha. Like he looked over his shoulder and it seemed like he had to react real quick. Oh, it's momentum or he just did. He did. Yeah. I think it was like a corner. It was in a corner as uh, Pagasha came around. And I think he just maybe like swung a little wide on the corner and had to react. But yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, You know, for being such a young, young competitor, uh, just the composure and the, the class the guy you know it's great to see someone like that has those kind of standards succeed you know right right, yeah and even the you know being a teammate you know i think uh walt would tell you that uh you know vinigo is a great teammate and you could there were a couple times during the i mean you could see how it's invested I mean, everybody on the team is obviously invested in vinegar, but you can see uh, on that TT. And I don't know, like I was kind of thinking maybe he pulled up a little bit on that TT, Hmm. you know, to give Wout the victory. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that was the case or not, but.
0: um, Well, he overcooked it on that turn and it almost crashed. Yeah. 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 So that probably like. That might what, have, am I, guys, what am I doing? Let yeah. me uh, back up. You, you don't need to try to win and take chances unnecessarily. Right. Yeah. You got this in the
1: bag. And then too, just him seeing him celebrate with his family, and you know, he just seems like a really well grounded, uh, you know, person feel,
0: in general. I feel like both him and Pagacha even though they're they're they've been in the game and stuff, I don't think I think they're they're young and they've got still a naive. Mm-hmm. thing about th- them right now. Mm-hmm. I think that they have not been you look at how much Sagan was a showman early on and he was winning and having fun and I think he got I don't want to say got Hollywood cuz sure it's not Hollywood he was attracted to but he does like California though. Uh is he kind of like I want to say they the probably started living the life a little bit, a young single yeah. guy and just uh, maybe cycling started to, to drop off a little bit. Whereas Wout, not Pogaccio, but well, he's got a girlfriend, but, um, while and Vindigo both have kids and they're married and, you know, they're probably not married to the most, uh, like they're like the most famous star in Belgium and in, and Denmark, right. you know, they're just like some dudes that are just like love cycling and, 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 they ha- they aren't driven yet. Hopefully that won't ever happen. It's just driven by the, the money. And the, it's. you could tell it's like they'd probably be doing this this for and, and they're making good money. I don't know what Jonas makes, but, you know, Wout's <laughs> it's sponsored by Red Bull and everything. Yeah. So, you know, it just they seem pu- a little more pure and yeah. um, some, there's something about them that, that they haven't been tarnished by the sport they haven't been in the sport long enough to see its ugliness they may be maybe they're coming into a, a period of cycling and we'd all love to think it's clean um into a period of cycling that's cleaner than it's been in a long time
1: yeah uh, well you know uh, Wout addressed it in that he's called it shit yeah uh you know which i think uh so you and you kind of animated early about how does somebody you know, it's a domestic off Kofidis. All of a sudden, now he's, you know, wins a stage or a big player or a big participant, uh, someone really carrying the day for the top team. You know, I th- we've seen it. You watch the movie star and you see what a complete shit show that team is. And that yet they're still one of the top teams. And, um, you know, I think it's, I, I choose to believe that it is the organization it is the team and the uh, the ability to get the team all on the same page yeah I choose I just choose to believe that versus you know the simple you know the easy oh yeah well they're on the better drugs I don't like that and I want to believe the sports clean and You know, just like baseball, it went through an era and uh, we're on the other side of that is what I want to believe. And uh, I don't want to take anything away from these athletes because they're incredible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking about that, too, as far as like the the team part of it. So just some recent examples. So we look at like somebody that left a really good team and thinks that, hey, you know, I can I can be the leader on my own team. And so
1: mm-hmm. you
0: look at Elia, uh, Viviani was the sprinter for Ineos. He goes to Kofidis, boom, yep. nothing. They got nothing. Right. And he he was also on, I believe on the quick step and did really well. So he goes to one of those other teams and boom, he's got, he's got nothing going on. You look at, uh, um, uh, you know, Sam Bennett this last year, Sam Bennett was one of the top quick step sprinters goes to, uh, Bora or, or whatever it was, or maybe it was reverse, and he didn't do very good. Uh, the, I'm thinking uh, for all around GC guys, you look at uh, back when Froome was winning those the train, the uh, Ineos train that everybody thought was was so damn boring because yeah. he had Port and he, he had Landa up ahead to, yep. to, on the climbs. Landa says, "You know what? I'm going to go join Miguel Elena Lopez and Nairo Quintana on Movistar. Yep. And none of those guys did good. Yeah. Especially together. Holy crap. Trying to, you know, they'd always say, oh, we got a three headed monster in this, in this tour. We can, any three of them. Well, you got three. Oh, and Mark, add Mark Solaire. There you go. There's another guy that thinks he could be a leader and he's UAE hanging in, uh, barely making through the Tour de France. So, yeah. My concept after thinking about all that stuff the other day, after what, what, uh, they were asking that that question is just going to come up all the time. Anytime there's an extraordinary performance. And sadly it's because the sport did it to itself. And it, and, and these guys that are coming up now are not a part of that generation. And it sucks because they were only kids or not even born when Lance and those guys were, were, were doing that stuff. Right. Um, and whatever was going on in the eighties with pills or whatever, they were cocaine, (laughs) whatever. Um, so, my thing is, I think now when you have a team so well oiled, and I'm not talking about the riders, I'm talking organization from your swan year right. to the head guy that's got the money that can handle and take care of every rider, every little need and have it all. So all the rider has to think about is my family's taken care of. I just have to ride and do the things and stay on this program and their brain is free and not worried about the details of of oh shit is are we going to make it you guys got to hurry up this bus isn't uh, the bus is broken down because we couldn't afford a good bus and we're we're you didn't get good enough sleep because the little hotel room we couldn't afford a good hotel room you know all the details is you want to talk about minimal gains those yeah. are the details that make a rider comfort and with more comfortable rider makes a rider that can train properly and be ready to race
1: yep State of mind, stress, all that stuff.
0: You hear about that yeah. in like in the major leagues versus the minor leagues in baseball. The yeah. major, the the minor league kids come up to the big leagues, and they're like, "Oh my god!" They're like, it's like they go from the the shit house to the to the, to the penthouse. Yeah. In 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 the the one level of triple A to the majors, these guys are like in awe of everything being taken care of for for them, and they're tri- and when they're in triple A, they're like. They're like living in shared apartments and eating garbage food, whatever they can get their hands on leftover hot dogs from the night before from the from the little crappy stadium they play at so i think I think that's the difference is like somebody like Jumbo is the penthouse, yeah. and somebody like Kofidis or moby star is kind of even though they're in the pro in the pros they're kind of the the shithouse when it comes to the, to the way they run their organization
1: yeah, yeah, no, I think. I mean, think of the ego to think that you're going to go to Cofidis and you're going to be running running the the Tour de France. I mean, give me a break. That that's ridiculous, right? But, you know, with uh and I I don't know that Movistar like Quintana had some success at Movistar. Early, yeah, early on, yeah. yeah. That was just I a mean, he did
0: stud in the climbing. Right. Right.
1: But um yeah, and and still like you look at uh Simon Geshke. right? He's still able, he's such a phenomenal climber that he's able to make a bunch of noise and uh, his dominance as a climber shines through all of it, right? At the end of it, there's going to be times when you're just so good at a specific discipline that you're going to shine, whether you have the team and support or not.
0: Well, and, but that, but, but him, and I don't want to say anything negative about him, but I mean, he's taking off on breakaways that nobody cared about and getting all these racking up points on mountains that didn't, when it came to the big, the how to come and the Alpe d'Huez and all that, I mean, he was, he was nowhere to be found. That's true. So yeah. he, in fact, he was Well, gifted. a strategy. He was, he was gifted. He just wanted that. That's the, that's the one Jersey of the four jerseys that I think needs to be retooled. Because I feel like if you can't hang and you can't get in the top twenty on a big mountain stage and you're winning the polka dot jersey, if you're if you're finishing with the the all the the rest of the guys who aren't even climbers, and you you just you just shot your wad in the first half to get a bunch of points, and they said, oh, okay, I'm just gonna sit back and I don't know something about the polka dot jersey is. Needs to be redone the way it's set up, and because over the last like you look at the last ten years of whoever wins a polka dot, if it's not the the leader of the winner of the Tour de France or somebody in the top four, it's always some dude that just took off, you know that was I'm just going to take off early on and get these rack up some early points and then hope I can hold on to it at the end when the real mountains come. Maybe they may need to make the big mountains a little more points than the smaller mountains or something that's that's my feeling on that
1: i like i like that idea uh i do think though you run the risk of just giving all the jerseys to the top four guys and i don't think that's right either true like i i do like that the green jersey a lot of times is like nowhere near right. the gc right right you know and i think that the and that polka- one makes sense
0: well i think the polka dot too you know but it's not the he's really I guess he's not the best climber He's no, probably not even a top 10. But he's well. Yeah. I give Sepp Kush can be uh, the polka dot guy. Absolutely. But he's Absolutely. working for his team. He right. don't care about going up the road and getting some bullshit polka dot points. <laughs> he's gonna stay hey, with I his don't, team.
1: I don't think I'm not comfortable with you calling a bullshit polka dot <laughs> points. <laughs> how many polka dot how many bullshit polka dot points do you have? I got I mean, some I got some talk. <laughs> we're talking you got a chance to be the polka dot in the tour de france and you're gonna call you know you're gonna think it's bullshit i i mean i understand what i'm glad vindigo got it like hey you didn't get it i got no shot here right uh, and uh, he didn't get it oh shit did i just cut out again
0: no i hear you i hear you
1: damn Damn it okay so yeah he's got no shot no shot right realistically no shot he doesn't have the team he doesn't have the thing he doesn't have the legs you know, he's not going to go toe-to-toe with any of the, but he, but he still had moments
0: of glory and, uh, and, you know, I, I, I respect it.
1: It's oh, like, well, hey, yeah,
0: you're going to respect any of those guys because they're in the tour. But as far as like, when no, you but- think of the polka dot jerseys, you think of guys who, who climb the big boys, the Alpe d'Huez's and, and the, Col du and the Columbia and all of them that are like crossing these mountain tops—not the 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 category twos and ones where you just stacked them up early on in the in the, in the hey, race. What was it?
1: He won a he won a stage. I remember this because he was riding for Giant at the time. He won a very difficult uh, mountain stage. I forget. I forget exactly. I think it was like twenty eighteen. Uh I forget this.
0: I'm not saying he's garbage. Believe me.
1: (laughs) Was it was it the Alps day? Oh no, Ventu. Uh, Maybe it was Ventu. I I, forget. I'll 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 have have to look. Yeah, I don't know. know.
0: But yeah. Anyways, but but he didn't end up winning the jersey. Anyways, it was Vindico that won it. Yeah, but he he got allowed. See, I don't like that
1: either. I don't like that either.
0: Why? If you win the yellow, you don't get
1: the polka dot. I I mean, I just think that the way that you need to set it up in a way. So obviously the guy who wins the yellow, that's the boss, right? That's the guy who gets all the love, rightfully so. But there should also be just like the sprinter, just like the young rider, and I, yeah, the young rider too. um, I just think that there needs to be these. I look at it a little differently than you do. Uh, You know, there should be incentives for somebody that they know there's no way. That I, we don't have a team for the GC there's, you know, and I'm just going to, I'm a specialist and I'm going to try to, I'm just going to try to win. You know, that's what Sagan did, you know, those years. And people love that, right? There's like, it's the race within the race. And then if there's these different races happening for these different jerseys, you can, it just adds more layers to it. But if the guy in yellow is also the guy in white, it's also the guy in polka dot. It's like,
0: what are we doing here? Right. Well, I mean, you're, it's pretty rare. Like they were saying that there's never been like this somebody that has the white jersey for as long as many. You know, nobody's cut touching. It's it's rare that you have somebody so young winning the Tour de France two years in a row. That's I mean, yeah. number one, you don't see guys twenty. That's not their prime. They're still coming up as and working for some some dude that's probably thirty or thirty two or something. And traditionally, you look yeah. at like you take it back to the eighties with Bernard and LeMond. LeMond was the young pup working for the the king that's been he's near the end of his of his of his uh his crown you know yeah and so then there was that moment of changeover and right. so there wasn't really a changeover pagacha there was nobody on uae that was a a uh, when they formed that team there was yeah. no there was no gc leader they and but i remember when he was in the tour of california because they couldn't pronounce his name right they were trying to figure it out and mm-hmm. they were like watch out th- for this kid from slovenia And i remember bob roll right. talking about him and so that was that's really sad that tour california is not here anymore because that has become you look at all the teams the guys that have won that oh yeah they were that was launching points for Bernal and al philippe and Sagan. and you look at some of the studs that came over and won that race and they ended up going on to bigger things and i'm, I'm really it's really was kind of like a a precursor to what could be. And when Bernal won, he had just won the Tour of California convincingly, and everybody said, well, this is going to be Chris frum's you know, right hand man or Garrett Thomas's right hand man or whatever. And I was yeah. like, I don't know, man. This kid's pretty this kid could could be pretty damn right. good. He might take it on his own. Right. But you don't know how three weeks versus one week is a total different beast. Well okay, so I let's talk about WOUT, right? So
1: Clearly, there's nothing that he can't do. He is the, uh, I mean, he's got to be the MVP of the entire race, right? I mean, oh, the totally. guy, the guy
0: Breakaways, TTs, sprints,
1: leading phenomenal. on a climb. Yeah. So the guy wins the sprints, he wins the climbs, he wins the TT. I mean, he's got all of the tools in the bag. So what, why is it that he should not be a consideration for a GC contender?
0: Um yeah. You know, I was thinking about that. I was wondering about that if they would ever let him like, right. If there was a circumstance like what happened last year with Vindigo. Roglic is, gets hurt and now Vindigo steps in and now is the GC leader for the team by just by accident kind of thing. Yeah. If there, if, if Vindigo crashed out yeah. early on to this, in this tour, could Wout have been also no, right, dude, you're up to bat. Right. Let's see what happens right and instead of blowing yourself up and taking off and going on breakaways nonstop every day and then still staying up with with your our team leader to guide them yeah. guide him in and then yep. pull off with you know and still get third or fourth on a big mountain stage what if we just go ahead and work for you and save some of those matches for you to to be the guy i think but that'd you, be pretty interesting so you could see where it's so
1: tempting right because here you have the embarrassment of riches with jumbo visma (laughs) you got this great team vindigo is a great teammate he's a great sportsman if you were going to work for somebody you'd want to work for that person uh and then you have this undeniable maybe the baddest dude in spandex uh Mm -hmm. you know it's like hey kofidis is going to give you you know six million to come ride for them and uh you're going to be the you'll be the guy so you could see that
0: how tempting it is right because oh, you're a of- crazy amount of money at him or something you're saying yeah like yeah, some, yeah. The, the, the biggest amount contract some like you see these crazy nba contracts you know or yeah or whatever like 400 baseball 440 million for 10 years you know you're just like what yeah so so yeah i could see i could how could you turn that down but you know i don't think cycling money's ever going to get that enormously ridiculous, but it's all relative, right? It's
1: like if you're making sixty grand a year or whatever, and then someone offers you, "Hey, I'll give you six hundred thousand to come over here," you know, you don't oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. But but I do think that that's where um, the structure of the team, the uh, the rider, the you know, your relationship with all of the teammates. I think all that stuff comes into play when uh, stuff like that gets thrown on the table. Of course, okay. we're creating we're creating a scenario now that who knows what exists. But how much do you think Wout makes a year, salary wise? I, I know he's not one of the higher paid uh, guys. I know Pagasha does far better, but um, uh, no,
0: he, he he's he's there. He's up there. Oh, is According he really? Twenty twenty two, he was the top guy. Oh no, kid, is that because 2. Red Red Money? Well, it just says 2.2 million a season oh okay so regard uh that's through a cycling site so i don't know is it i just i kind of had that
1: knowledge that's why i threw six million out there it's like you know let's say he gets you know those offer i mean i would imagine that those offers are going to come you know and what do you do do you just sit tight and say i'm on the best team and i've got a great group of teammates uh, i've got great leadership and I don't have to worry about anything.
0: Right. Yeah. He, he doesn't, he doesn't make as much as well. I, I still shake my head at that Chris Froome, uh, contract that was, boy, they literally blew that one. Yeah. Um, but uh, Froome was obviously the top guy because of that kind of outlier of, (laughs) yeah, of, of salary. But, uh, but no, he's, yeah, who knows what he's getting with all his endorsements and stuff. Um, but, yeah, no, I could see that. I wonder if he he cares about being GC. I got a feeling he's he's giving some he's given some leeway to do what he wants to do. I think mm-hmm. with the cyclocross, how many other teams are going to be like, okay, dude, like go ahead and do whatever you want for cyclocross, you know? And and right. he's still going to do that. And and he's he's as long as he's happy. And I think that's I think that's where he's at. I think where the money is just like he was doing this i i know those cyclocross guys don't make even close to the world tour guys yep. so he's been doing he was just he's been constantly living a good life a, you know a, he's not going hungry anytime soon and but yep. he definitely was his game was stepped up over the last probably 4 years since he's been doing the tour for sure and now he's just like if 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 and he's a stud in belgium That jumbo Visma team is, that's their, you know, their national kind of like big, big name team. Yeah. Out of all the teams in Belgium that are based out of, you know, maybe, maybe Quick Step is kind of the rival as far as money. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so yeah, I I don't think I I would be really surprised if he goes anywhere else. He's really, you think the next three or four years, he's in his prime as far as, I think he's at his prime right now. Yeah. These next 2 years or this last year, this year and maybe a couple more years are just if there was a tip of the spear, he's probably at it.
1: Mhm. Yeah, but you just yeah, I I I see what you're saying, but you just I'm trying to think of someone else and I can't with that kind of
0: skill set that's never been that's not a GC contender. Right. You know. Well, he's, I think we just have never seen somebody outside. And that's why we posted a story on, on uh, Instagram. We said, have you ever seen a, uh, somebody that can sprint and climb like, Wout Van art. And yeah. I got one person uh, did mention uh, Peter Sagan, but I, I don't think you could can, can, yeah. just because Peter Sagan won in tour of California, that was being, that was small beans compared to uh, to what Wout's doing in the tour de France. Yeah. And then you add TT to it too yeah I
1: mean he's got it all yeah, yeah. it's gonna be interesting to see it all play out, but
0: yeah no, I'm a fan i'm a fan so I've good. A, you know i a fan of fan of him and and i'm I'm now Bernal is coming back, I've been watching his Strava and yep. his instagram feed, yeah, looks like he's climbing good, he's feeling good, good for him
1: yeah how about uh, how about Vanderpool though what it's just it breaks my heart you know and that- and his comment about just being a shell of his former self.
0: Hey, he raced the Giro. You ready? Yeah. Trying to do that double back to back. Yeah. How, but I think, it, I think there's more similar. going on
1: there. You know?
0: Yeah, it could be. I mean, you think that about back. It, again, yeah, you got cyclocross season. Well, it started last year with summer with the Olympics. He hurts his back. He's all off the bike. Then he yep. gets back on the bike. He raced cyclocross. He raced the classics, goes to Giro hung out hung in the mountains for a for a bit there yeah uh, a lot of pressure and then you know just you could tell he just had probably had nothing in the legs and he's probably mentally at some point we're all human and if yeah. they're not you know I, I was i was joking to somebody uh talking to somebody on a dm that maybe maybe they went ahead and uh they said w- we need you to uh We need you to chill out and maybe like look like you're tired and and bail out of the Tour de France. So it puts everybody's thoughts and uh, out of of their head about being on any kind of banned substance that you could you could do. (laughs) We need to make you look like you're human and and have a bad result so that nobody will question. Nobody will question you. Oh, man. So we just keep on having some fun with this, uh, the drug accusations. But yeah but he, he's tired you know it's again human we think these guys are robots yeah it's
1: it's phenomenal what they're due. we day after day for that kind of i mean it's just it's incredible i mean i know how clapped out i feel after a hundred mile day <laughs> and i'm not you know i mean obviously i'm an old dude but i've been doing it a long time and that string though that many days together and at the level it's just insane when you think about it
0: right and just yeah. uh and then ha- having the the knowledge, so again back to the team thing you got guys that can calculate like you burned this amount of carbs we need to put exactly this amount of carbs in you and this amount of calories and this kind of food and it's got to be digested at this time and this amount of sleep and there's like these micro calculations that they're doing it's not just Oh, what do you want to eat today? Oh, I don't know. I'll have a, you know, some eggs and a, some avocado and, you know, right. you know. <laughs> especially this year
1: with as hot as it was, you know, oh, yeah, it just puts uh, extra strain on geez, everything. Those poor yeah. guys.
0: Yeah. So yeah, good, good stuff. Good tour. Fun. Uh, I really look forward to, and for, for our trip, you know, we've talked about uh, Mike and I are taking a, a Euro trip man those couple of those stages were right in our wheelhouse of, of the places that we we've got listed that we want to go yes uh alp duez obviously was fun watching the crowd back up on the alp on the the craziness of tom pitchcock uh going up that climb and, and i loved his comments at the end he's like he's like, i was dodging fists and flags and <laughs> you know, he just had a big smile he's like there is nothing like that you can't get the ringing out of my ears of people yelling just my a,
1: favorite stage of the this year's tour stage 12 you know it's
0: oh and yeah. his downhilling holy crap that was uh, unreal that was a technique clinic i i felt like we should get like what's his name on that we had on the uh, mountain bike skills <laughs> <Yeah>. clinic <laughs> right uh, ian massey ian ian to talk about his what he thought about those on display now obviously it was not dirt but just the fact that the way he was picking apart riders left yeah. and right on that descent, he went full PlayStation mode. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I was yeah. that was telling uh, somebody that. Oh man, if there's if there's a uh, ever a chance for whoever that I think it's Continental uh, is Ineos is. Uh, sponsor for tires if there was ever somebody if you wanted to clip up some hey look what our tires can do (laughs) continental man you need to use that footage from pidcock descending seriously yeah (laughs) that was incredible well
1: and before we get out of the tour real quick we got the tour de Femmes happening right right now and uh stage one i thought for sure voss was going to take it And, uh, but she got nipped at the line and yeah, it's, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how Voss does. I mean, she's had so much success in her career, but it just seems like she's just coming up just a, just a A tad short, uh, these, this past year or so. And, uh, hopefully she can regain form because I think from a, from a career arc standpoint, it would be phenomenal to see her cap off her career with uh with a tour de france victory you know but i don't know if she's got it i mean we'll see right another week or so but i'm super excited about this event and the elevation of women's cycling in general over the past uh two years uh you know it's it's just great to see
0: it made uh front front page news last night when I was watching the news. They didn't yeah. say nothing about Vindigo winning. It was uh, and in in France, the first women's Tour de France in 30 years. So yeah, so I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, got some good some pub on just on the national NBC News or whatever news it was.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, exciting. And just to add, it just extends another week that we get to watch uh, world class racers tackle the uh, the legends yeah. over there in france you know so yeah look looking forward to seeing how all that plays out and definitely rooting for marianne voss to to really seal the deal but we'll see
0: yeah i i gotta be honest with you i don't know a lot of the women um i know probably like five or six that i've heard their names a lot and when i have watched mm-hmm. women's uh racing i enjoy it i definitely uh i'm kind of like you know in awe of their of their ability as as well but it's it's always been that's always been a hard sell for whatever reason and i think it's women's sports in general it's they've come a long way whether it's women's soccer shoot women's ice hockey women's ice hockey canada usa is always awesome to watch yeah. um so yeah they've come a long way but and but like they still are missing the mark as far as advertising and i know that's a money thing and and to get get the get it out there of some faces and some some personalities or something to grab people a little bit more than just a bunch of ladies racing really riding their bikes really fast as we know as cyclists that it's way more than that uh but same thing with nba well what's always been the thing with the women's nba problem is oh well they can't dunk and they can't well look how good they are as far as like team passing and 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 cause they can't do the physicality part of the, of the dunking and all that. So yeah. they make up for it in other things, but no, I, I really, yeah, I hope, I hope cause it's been a long time. I remember growing up with a uh, winning magazine and seeing, you know, Inga Thompson and uh, uh, there was uh, a Italian. Uh, uh, oh, that was kind of like the, the top uh, lady. I forget her name now, but uh, there was. Genie Longo. Jeannie like, Longo. Yeah, And Jeannie Longo and a couple others and uh, Carpenter Finney. So I, I remember a little bit of them, but that was all featured in Winning Magazine, which is a cycling-based magazine back then. And then it's just kind of like, I don't know, through the Lance years, seems like I couldn't name a single person.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, they stopped doing it, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. just
0: in general for women's cycling. Yeah. So just at least for me personally, since I got back into riding in the last 10 years, I've it's been nice to see that the ladies getting finally are getting their, their due. And there's a lot of young, really strong, uh, female cyclists out there that, that you see and can, can grab onto your favorite and you're like, Oh, I like a lot of Capecchi and, uh, you know, or whoever it is that your favorite for whatever reason. Right. Well, I
1: think, and I think it's so important, uh, for the sport in general to have these, these heroes, you know, to look up to and, uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I, I'm the, always concerned about the future of cycling and young people, what inspires them, and uh, we see it on the mountain bike side too, where we've got these, uh, you know, we had Ariana on, and um, but, you know, certainly there's a long history, and now even in the extreme end of things, we've got these dirt jumper gals and, uh, you know, free ride, and so it's just uh, a proliferation and uh they they serve as fuel for the next generation right and seeing the uh the women's cyclists get get this stage um yeah it's it's only going to fuel more interest and more excitement for uh young girls to pick up pick up cycling and, right
0: and kudos to NBC for for running the whole thing i every every stage of it not just giving you like the little they could have easily went and did all right, we're gonna give you the last half an hour of the race here and yeah and call it, yeah, we're covering women's cycling. They're like, no, we're we're gonna go ahead and cover it just like we did the men's the last like two hours or 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 whatever they're not gonna it's not every stage from the second the the gun drop you know goes and they go, but generally it's within that like an hour after it starts is kind of when they yeah. jump in yeah so that's yeah and uh you know just a little plug here for live
1: cycling live is actually sponsoring the white jersey this year um so it's kind of cool company my company's uh and supporting the tour and on a very high level um so yeah anybody donning the white jersey will uh it has a a live patch right on the on the chest plate so yeah pretty awesome cool all right uh, speaking of uh france and our trip i mean we're kind of going back and forth between the tour and our trip, Uh, but our trip is coming up. And have you started taking any of your language lessons yet,
0: though? I have not, but I, I, no, I haven't. Okay. (laughs) I have not taken my language lessons you know, it's funny is like, cause like I was, uh, my family's from Portugal and, uh, my in-laws and they were over last night showing me pictures from their trip to, from, uh, they went back to the Azores and uh so i was reading i was reading some of the things trying to pronounce things in in portuguese and you know they were correcting me left and right left and right oh it's just like holy crap man but you could see like the 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 difference the french spanish portuguese italian there's there's just a couple of subtle differences so i think because of my french knowledge i think i'll pick up italian uh that'll be doable if vegan cyclist can go over there and communicate and, and get what he needs done I'll. i think i can do a, a step up from from that
1: okay i think you're setting your bar way too low first of all
0: so, <laughs> no doubt
1: yeah uh i just so i just started with bobble okay Not expensive you can get a full year for 50 bucks okay. they get you buy six six months you get another six months for free Fifty dollars. So I just started my first uh my first lesson and uh I went through I blew through all of the phase 1 and uh on to phase 2 and uh I think I mean I'm doing I'm pretty happy with it like the way that it teaches you uh I like the format and yeah I'm learning French
0: all right all right yes. well, well there's going to be some uh I uh, will have to ask you some cr- questions in French At the beginning Mm -hmm. of the show and see if you know what the hell I'm saying and can answer me.
1: I don't think I'm there yet, but I (laughs) do. Like uh, one of the first words, bonjour, and then uh, salut, um, enchante, you know. I mean, I could go on and on, but uh, it's cool. I'm learning it, and it's, it's so funny because I was telling my wife about it. There's a woman's voice, and she sounds so cool. Right, she right, sounds. Right, right. Scary. and then there's a man. The man sounds like a jerk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, uh, uh,
1: how are you? Is Seva, right? So the uh, the man just like Seva. He's just so, you know, like, where she where she's like Seva, <laughs> you know, and, and he's like, Seva, you know. It's just like it's so funny how you know how we always think the French are talking down to us. I feel like this guy's kind of talking down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he probably, yeah, he's like, yeah. I don't want to do this. He's sitting mm-hmm. there. He's I guys to speak this. Uh, uh, he's he's ha- he's, he's half ass in it. And the and the chick is like all into being like, yeah, I'm teaching people how to speak my language. And this guy's like, uh, stupid Americans, I gotta tell you to teach them how to speak French. <laughs> well, I and I've got my earbuds in. And I'm, you
1: know, I'm kind of repeating this little thing. And so I, I'm, uh, my wife just happened to walk by. I'm like, Enchanté, je m'appelle Miguel. And she's like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> just give me a side eye, you know? You know, so I but, gotta, uh, I gotta wonder though. Sometimes these things like, okay, first of all, I don't remember in my French class ever having to say Enchanté. Enchanté
1: is pleased to meet you.
0: Yeah, I've never, that was never, that that was never used by my French teacher. So okay. you've got to wonder if things get dated. Like if you're saying like something, if you, if, 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 like if I took a book that's from 1970s and learned it, would I be saying phrases that were old 70s phrases that nobody uses now, like uh, French fries are de frites. So mm-hmm. if I ask for, uh, je m'appelle the frites, they'd be like, what the fuck's a frite? Mm-hmm. You know, you know. And they, why
1: are you calling yourself a freak? Because you just said <laughs> my name I'm, is I got the you. Freak. <laughs> I am
0: a French fry. <laughs> uh, uh, there you go. Yeah. See, look at so, you. You learned already. You learned. Oh yeah,
1: I'm telling you. Good for you, Chante. I I feel like that was really really current because it is an app based right platform, and I do feel uh, you know. <laughs> Like they they had these people, they create these scenarios, like you get on the train and then you sit next to somebody and you then you realize, oh, hey, you introduce yourself, you know, and they say, Enchante, je m'appelle Miguel. And she said, oh, Enchante. Are you Miguel.
0: going with Miguel? Is that you're going with? I have no idea. You got Michael, just Michael or Mike. They, they don't, Mi- you don't have to say it in French because your name's Ma- hey right now maybe i go
1: maybe i go michelle
0: (laughs) 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 my alter ego i'll start wearing halter tops see now me (laughs) i i am beau and what sucks about that is you know what beau means in french i don't it means good looking whoa look out
1: so (laughs) well that's where you say just we Beau." that's uh and they'd be I like, am.
0: they're like fuck i okay. am good looking <laughs> this, this mother this mother's a a, a pretty conceited, right. seated american he's yeah. calling himself good looking right off the bat yeah i'm not even going to introduce myself i'm just going to tell you i am good looking <laughs> no 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 yeah. really really Bo, <laughs>
1: je, je that's what you're saying that's right je my m'appelle. name is exactly. my name is bo so i also happen to just we part of it too <laughs> that's right know? right
0: i am and my name yeah yeah good good for you already picking up some so stuff. yeah i i think so, speaking it is easy for me has always been easier i can read it i can speak it but when they talk back it starts to be blah, 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 to me right and that's like oh what do you well, say
1: there is a, and there is some of that that happens because they start blurting sentences off. So uh, they'll speak back and forth and you only know some of the words. Right. But then they do, uh, you have to spell it too, which I like that part of it. So uh, yeah, the alphabet. I, I'm very, uh, I'm impressed so far. Good, good. I okay. feel like I picked, cool. I was on it maybe 15 minutes and picked up a bunch of stuff just straight away. So right on.
0: There you go. Maybe we'll get sponsored by Babel. Babbel. Babbel.com. Check yeah. them out. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, we'll, we'll end it there. Get, get off to work. So uh, right good, tr- good tour de France and uh, maybe good the stuff. best. Yep. Possibly possibly one of the best ones ever. And uh, look forward yeah. to see. I, I'm ho- hoping that they design. I, I know they've already probably got the courses already designed right now. They, they don't design it like from here on out, but I sure yeah. hope that they have some stages that, that we just are like going to be watching Bernal, Maybe Roglic is a super domestic uh, with Vindigo and he's got to be the, you know, you, you don't just have Roglic all of a sudden become the leader when Vindigo just won the tour. So he's yeah. now, he's going to be the guy doing Giro and tour of uh, this Vuelta, which he's had great success in. Mm-hmm. So Vindigo, will maybe they'll have a super domestic Roglic, you know and then you can have a one-two attack on the climbs and you got brunel well, he's still he's still got to prove that he can get through it yeah yeah Bernal yeah. and pitcock together yeah. I and mean, pitcock's got a year under his belt you uh, think brunel
1: will be back to tour de france uh, form
0: i i don't know why but i think he's i think he's on track yeah just from watching his strava and his instagram uh, i've always
1: admired him he's one of my favorites
0: guys thanks for listening everybody we'll see you next week